Don't submit your application for employee benefits under ERISA blindly. Employers already have the upper hand because they design your benefit package, control the outcome in most cases, and know the laws. How much do most employees know? Typically only what employers want you to know. Take a few minutes today with me, Estra, and learn five things about employee benefit plans under ERISA. What you learn may be your best protections. I am encouraged to see many people stand up and say, Congress, ERISA reform is needed today, not tomorrow. Talking About You with Estra welcomes you to a new radio episode of Employee Benefit Tips under ERISA. The five tips we'll discuss today include, number one, integrity levels of employers and recognizing bad faith behaviors. Number two, here we provide the location where you can find ERISA laws to better understand your current situation. You can also find much of the information out on my site on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and my Estra Seattle official site. Number three, be prepared in case your benefits abruptly stop. By the way, this can happen with auto, life, long-term disability insurance, including Social Security disability. Number four, ERISA laws are under federal jurisdiction. Therefore, state and local laws have less of an impact when fighting for your benefits. And lastly, number five, don't be intimidated into giving up your benefits because of the power and influence of employers. There are more of us than them, and when we stand together, we can bring about fair and just change. So let's get started. Okay, so number one, integrity levels of employers and recognizing bad faith behaviors. Now, most employees do not want to believe the worst about their employers. Otherwise, they would be working for someone else, if at all possible. Yet ignoring the signs of bad faith behaviors can lead most employees down the path of lost benefits, deep disappointment, financial ruin, lots of stress, which can also lead to poverty. The key is to recognize if your employer is attempting to dodge their responsibility and get out of paying your employee benefits after filing a claim. This is one of the worst times for employees to figure out who is friend or foe. After being injured in a car accident, employees' clarity of thought is not at typical levels, and many become more vulnerable because of independence lost because it's taken a back seat to personal injury recovery. Most employees at this time of insecurity want to believe they can trust their employer, and for the lucky ones, they can. For the unlucky ones, bad faith behaviors will cause more problems and stress than one could imagine. The safety net promise will someday evaporate, leaving far too many injured fighting not only for their health, but also for their benefits. And why has all this taken place? In my opinion, when employers decide to be self-insured, meaning they are also your insurance company, they gamble that each month you'll be okay. And when this works out for them, they get to keep your benefit money. However, if you become injured, like in a car accident, they have to pay out on that claim which does not make them happy because the money is no longer free. Now they have to work to keep this free money, which means denying it 
to you. Filing a claim with your employer can take two avenues. One, they'll pay out your claim. By this time, your employer should have an idea about you, your work ethic, and your loyalties to the company. But thus far, how much do you know about the company? Filing a claim will help you learn more about how important you are to them. You will know this because of their willingness to pay out your claim, in my opinion. Which leads me to the second option, to fight your claim every step of the way or after 24 months of benefits. At this stage, most will do anything possible to terminate employee benefits. This adds a new dimension to your recovery because now while recovering, you will have to do battle all along the way. Some people are too sick or injured to continue this battle and end up giving this free money to employers in despair. Others fight till the end and expose the exploitation of insurance companies who have the choice to pay out claims or not. My question is, why would those who have a vested interest in not paying out be able to make this choice? Our insurance industry definitely needs to be revamped, and the sad thing about it is Congress knows about it, but has done nothing to change it. So take the time to find out about the record of your employer. If tragedy strikes a fellow employee, how does your employer handle the situation? At what levels is the employee in the company exempt or non-exempt, which means paid a fixed salary monthly or hourly? Are both treated equitably? Or one or both left out in the cold without benefits? It's best to find out this information before you need to know so that you can plan accordingly. Now moving on to number two, and this is where we're going to talk about where you can actually find ERISA laws to better understand your current situation. You can also find much more information on my sites on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, and my Estra Seattle official site. The Internet can be a great tool for finding and sharing information, as most of us have learned. ERISA, which stands for Employee Retirement Income Security Act, was initially passed by Congress to ensure pension plan protections for workers employed by private companies. This perhaps should have been a clue that employees needed some protections. ERISA was last updated in 1975. Considering that employee wages have been stagnant since 1977, it's been an uphill climb from Main Street to receive fair and just compensation from Wall Street companies. The more power and influence they obtain, in my opinion, the less options and protections flow towards Main Street. This is why Congress needs to reform ERISA into 16. The lobbyists have done a number on ERISA since its inception in the 1960s, and it's time for Congress to get back to its original goal to protect workers through consistent rules and regulations in relation to employee benefit packages through private employers. You can do an engine search online under ERISA Title 29 and begin your review here. If you find this too confusing, you can go out to Talking About You with Estra on iTunes, and it's free, and listen to all the podcasts dealing with ERISA issues. Then pull out any of the topics interested in for further details and narrow down your search. The key is not to get bogged down and discouraged. 
Important information online is oftentimes placed way down in the searches to prevent those needing data not to be able to find valuable knowledge involving their claims. So continue looking and don't give up. If you find something you think will be helpful, please use the hashtag EstrasArissa to get the word out. Also on Estra's radio show on Twitter, you can find links which could be of service to you in your search. Take a moment and call Congress at 212-224-3121. Again, Congress's number is 212-224-3121, and you'll automatically be connected to your representative. Ask them two questions. Number one, where do they stand on a risk reform to help workers obtain employee benefits from private corporations? And number two, ask them to support insurance civil rights legislation in order to protect insurance policyholders against delays, denials, or terminations of their insurance claims. It could be auto insurance, life, long-term disability, and also Social Security. After making this call, you will know where they stand in the next election and if they're working on your behalf. I shouldn't be surprised that I have so much to say about ERISA, and I'll have to break this into two parts. This section will be known as Part 1, and I'll come back tomorrow to finish up the second half to listen at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Until then, stay safe, well, and determined, and I'll see you tomorrow to finish up. Thank you for listening.